Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. It's Wednesday, June 8th. It's 5.07 and 77, and I don't know, I thought it was kind of sunny when I was outside. The weather was awesome this afternoon, so I got outside and enjoyed that. Hopefully you were able to do that as well. I'm your host for today's show, Doug Fitzgerald, filling in for the commander. For the rest of the week, he's off on vacation, I think, doing a little bit of golfing, Correct. enjoying some stuff there. So, uh, you know, I really want to thank Jack for really entrusting me uh, in navigating the show while he's gone. Uh, I really enjoy working with him, uh, and we just really have a great time together and i deeply appreciate the voice he brings to the capital city it's a needed voice i believe and i'm just honored to be part of the team we've been doing this for now for a, a little over a year now already which yeah. time flies i also want to thank my producer for today johnny cadillac thank you so much for being behind the board no problem at all and uh, if you don't know johnny also helps produce our facebook uh, live on the weekends for the one shot one life show so we appreciate that how about the weather last night fellas it was like crazy it was like a little monsoon outside uh, yeah we watched the we watched it come in on our deck and a ton of rain and lightning and all that stuff. I think we got around an inch of rain or so. Uh, I can never tell. We needed it. Yeah, we really needed it. I couldn't tell because it's like my dad always has a rain gauge. I don't. Yeah, I never have. Right? And then when you go to try to find out how much rain you got, I Googled it. I could not find it anywhere. So I should get a rain gauge. That's the lesson in all this. I guess that is. You know, growing up, they always had like sponsored rain gauges, you know. They did. And and now I don't have one. So. I want to say Mark Vale said this morning he calculated about seven eighths of an inch. All right, so close. Yeah, yeah, it poured there for a while. So, hopefully you're safe. Hey, um, you know we've got a special election going on. It just kicked off, um, filling the vacancy for Jeff Fortenberry in the first congressional district. It's underway. Uh, you've got your choice between two: Republican Don Bacon and Democrat Patty Panzing Brooks. My wife and I uh, got our early ballots in earlier today and mailed them in. Uh, but make sure you go in and vote. If it's in person, it's June 28th. But if you haven't uh, gotten, uh, you know, a mail-in ballot and you want to do that, the deadline for that is June 17th. Anyway, I just want to highly recommend that everybody get out there, exercise, um, you know, your right to vote. I've uh, got to get out and get registered to vote. I mean, that'll come up more later, but yep. I've, I'm not registered well, here in Lincoln yet. Speaking of that, you're hearing this voice. It's brand new to our city, um, Dr. Paul Gosman. Uh, he's a brand new superintendent of Lincoln Public Schools. And uh, Dr. Gosman, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you, uh, and, and we're honored that you're here on the show today. We're oh, going to have you all afternoon long. Yep, that's all exactly hour. right. And thank you for the opportunity to come and, and just share a little bit. Absolutely. It's going to be good. Yeah. Well, congrats. I want to say congratulations. You got the unanimous vote. Uh, by the school board to be our next superintendent. I'm and very honored. Yeah, yes. we're glad to have you here. Um, you're going to be filling in, uh, you know, the, the the vacancy by Dr. Joel. He's been here for about, I think, 11 years or so. I think 12, but 12 yes, years. And, and he's a good friend. Uh, he was a mentor to me when I was really? a young superintendent yeah. uh, and uh, became became quite a friend over t- over the years. And so uh, he's actually uh, lied to me a number of years in a row about when he was going to retire. <laughs> Uh, and, and, you know, he'd say, this is the year, and then it wasn't the year, and then, you know, and so on. And so I've been watching for him to retire, not because I knew I could work here, 
but because I knew I wanted to take a shot at it right. and just see if if it might be a match, uh, and uh, it seemed to be the right time for him. He was he was gracious to stay through the pandemic, which I right. think was the right thing to do, uh, and he's been so gracious to me in this transition. You know, when you're superintendent, everybody knows exactly. that you're going to be the next superintendent yeah. for months, and you're saying goodbye in your old town for so long, uh, and you're excited to come to the new place as well. Uh, and uh, he has been the most gracious uh, leader uh, through this transition. He's just kind of taken me places and, and introduced, and yeah. you know, all of those sorts of things. And so he's 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 a real good uh, leader and a, and a good friend. Well, I want I want to personally thank him because our two kiddos mm-hmm. um, went to Morley Elementary, right? Went to Lux Middle School mm-hmm. and Lincoln East, East and, High. Then and they yeah. got a really high quality education that's serving them really well as adults now. Yeah. You know, my daughter owns her own business. My son works at a bank here in town, and um, it's just been a, uh, incredible for us. So I want to thank Dr. Joel and, and his staff yeah. for all that they did to to really provide this uh, this education level that we have, which is really high here in Lincoln. It's amazing. And yeah. obviously, you know, you coming on now, um, I've heard great things about you, and we're going to learn more about some of your thoughts about certain issues that are important to our listeners and sure. to our parents yeah. in the second half of the show. Yeah. But what I wanted to do, Dr. Gossman, in the first half of this show is really um, allow people to get to know you. Uh, who you sure. are because you're a person, right? And uh, you've got life right now where you're going through a major transition. I think you take over officially July 1st. Is That's that correct? correct. Yeah. All right. So right now, though, you're in transition. How's the transition going? It's going well. I mean, we, we, uh, we've been in, in Sioux City, Iowa for the last 14 years. I've been the superintendent of schools there. Uh, Sioux City is an urban district like Lincoln is, but uh, a little more diverse in yeah. Sioux City. Um, and so I, I pledged to that community, and rightfully, I think, that, that I would finish strong. And so I'm doing all I can to finish strong all Good. the way through June 30. Uh, and so I'm commuting a little bit from my current home here in Lincoln, because we've <laughs> moved. Uh, and commuting wasn't our original plan, but uh, when we put our house on the market in Sioux City, it just sold like that. And... Uh, we figured we better come to Lincoln and buy a house. You better like get that. one. You know, it's hard to find a house. It here is in a nightmare. Yeah. The 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 pace of of the real estate market here is just nuts. It's crazy. And so we were fortunate. Uh, sold our house. Um, we're able to get a new house here in Lincoln and and moved in uh, mid May. And uh, we've been commuting now to right. Sioux City back and forth. I was there uh, earlier, and uh, we'll be back there later this week and and most of next week. But uh, really have enjoyed getting back into Lincoln. And Lincoln is a home coming for us, for Susie and I. Now, let's talk about your background then. Sure. Um, because you're a native Nebraskan, really. I am, um, yes. So let's talk about, like, where did you grow up and your education, college, all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, so it starts, I, I won't bore you with too many details, but but our, our quest to become Nebraskans really started with my father, uh, who was an uh, all-big-aid high jumper. Really? Uh, he left uh, southern Kansas with a scholarship to the University of Nebraska, and that was kind of the first time my family was in Nebraska. Uh, he was uh, quite... quite uh, uh, an athlete. He played basketball and, and uh, high jumped. And back in those days, uh, my father's no longer with us, but back in those days, I think he did the roll over the bar or something and land in sawdust or sand. And <laughs> and uh, and at those those times, the, the heights were much lower in terms of what they did. But he was jumping 6'6 at that time in the early 50s and, and uh, was really quite good. His claim to fame was that he beat Wilt Chamberlain, who was at really? Kansas when he was here at Nebraska right. uh, in the high jump. But uh, anyway, my family doesn't understand that there 
there are other colleges you may attend other than the University of Nebraska. So uh, I did grow up. When when he was done with that, he went to dental school. He became a dentist and, and decided to set up shop in Fremont, mm-hmm. Fremont, Nebraska. And uh, my whole time growing up, we lived in, in Fremont and uh, really enjoyed my time there. Um, I'm uh, not the athlete that my dad was, but I am a musician uh, and a percussionist. And so my mom and dad, being as supportive as they could, wanted to get me the best education they could in percussion. Uh, so once a week, starting in junior high or middle school, uh, I would come to Lincoln for the University of Nebraska and mm-hmm. take drum lessons from from graduate students or the professor or you know, whatever it might be. And uh, so uh, Lincoln's always been a place to go to that's really uh, exciting for me, You know, not only for that lessons, but uh, we've had season tickets for years and years and years my dad got them in the early 1960s before nebraska was even you know the the powerhouse that it once was and will be again i do want to say to you and and to the listeners that the last time paul gosman me lived in in lincoln we were national champions there you go so i think it's gonna bring it back i think it's just the karma so my son's turning 25 tomorrow and he's never known in his life this is how hard this is for me i have a 25 national championship team for the football team so yeah you know, I was I was in the percussion section, the drum line for the marching band here. It was actually my first teaching job. I taught that group. My son was in the drum line. Really? Uh, and uh, his first game was, uh, I believe, Mike Riley's first game. <laughs> uh, and so he uh, also has heard many great stories about how awesome. And he's seen some YouTube uh, to, right. to, to provide evidence that it really did happen. Uh, but uh, he's he's quite a fan, uh, as is my wife, as am I, as my daughter. And, and so... Uh, uh, we're Susie and I are both of our kids are grown. My daughter's uh, thirty, lives in Denver. She's a lobbyist uh, out there. My son is uh, in Sioux City right now, but uh, he's finished up in 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 his schooling uh, to this point. And he's a physical therapy technician. Mm-hmm. Um, he's twenty five years old, just like your son. And and uh, you know, we just Susie and I felt like it was the right time. We're just so honored to be here. Susie's going to be working at Brian Health. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does legal and compliance work, and so she's going to be working there and. And uh, I'm just very excited to be part of the Lincoln Public Schools team. Well, real quick, I heard that this is your this is not your first time on KLIN. Oh, it isn't. You're no, right. You, yes, because you got to get up early game days, right? Yeah. So so back in my day, so I went went to went, I graduated high school in 1985. Uh, KLIN used to have a pep band. Uh, that that was a part of the university and part of the game day experience. And back in those days, the Huskers almost always played at 11.30 or 11.35, something like that was kickoff. You know, the TV wasn't pushing you right. all different times of day. And so there was always a KLIN pep band uh, at the Villager Motel, <laughs> yep. uh, which was on O Street. Street yep. Yeah. Uh, and we always had to be there at six o'clock. And you tell college kids they got to get up and, 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 you know, on a Saturday and be at a, be at a, you know, hotel at six o'clock to play. And they, they were doing a live sports show for the game days, right. uh, from the villager. And, and, uh, I just have such great memories of that time. I don't know if KLIN still has a pet band or does that sort of thing, but, uh, we don't. Uh, okay. I was going to say <laughs> if they, if they wanted to get it going again, maybe I'd sit in. There you but. go. <laughs> Well, it's 518. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1400 and 99.3 KLIM. We're talking with the new superintendent of Lincoln Public Schools, Dr. Paul Gosman. Um, Dr. Gosman, here's, uh, you know, as we go into the second half of this segment, um, 
you know, you started out as a band teacher, from what I understand. That's right. Yes. What, you know, how does a band teacher then become superintendent of Lincoln Public Schools? Well, you know, most superintendents have been an educator at some point in their career, and it's it's important to have done that uh, because it's it's important that you understand the work of the classroom. And being a band director and being a superintendent have an awful lot of similarities, uh, frankly, uh, as you think about conducting a very large group yep. and that sort of thing. I was last a band director, by the way, at Millard, uh, Millard West High School when it first opened up in 95. I was there for five years from 95 to 2000. Uh, but uh, I witnessed some really good superintendents, uh, maybe saw some that, that I thought could do something different, and then I've learned it's much harder than I thought. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I just have learned so much uh, from all of the different places. I've been in uh, Lincoln will now be my seventh school district, and I've always uh, enjoyed the opportunities that I had. I was a band director in Wisner, in Lincoln, uh, at Northeast High, uh, Millard, as I mentioned, and then I was an administrator in Sioux Falls and a superintendent just out of Sioux Falls before I moved to Sioux City 15 years ago. And so, um, you know, it does take four college degrees uh, <laughs> to become a superintendent and uh, uh, three in, in in many people's cases, but I went for four and, and uh, to get that doctorate and mm-hmm. get that done. Uh, but I just love learning. I love the process of learning and I love working with a team to make a difference. And, and I really am passionate about the urban settings like Sioux City and like Lincoln. Right. So why did you want to come back to Lincoln then? Oh, it's just, it's always been such a special place to me. And, you know, that's kind of a personal thing. But I really feel like Lincoln has uh, some needs right now that, that is no discredit to Dr. Joel. Uh, but they're changing. Uh, and they're changing in ways that I've learned how to handle uh, over time in, in other communities. Uh, you know, poverty is growing in Lincoln. Um, languages are growing. The number of languages spoken is about 100 right now in Lincoln, uh, public schools. Uh, and their, their number of students who are speaking other languages is growing. Uh, I've been through that kind of thing before. I've had an awful lot of experience with construction and building projects. Uh, I've, I've just um, opened bids on number 20 in Sioux City. I've been there 14 years, and we just did our 20th bid opening on, on construction really? project there. Uh, we've got a different process for funding those in, in Iowa than Nebraska. But it's just a lot of the things seem to align in terms of, of the needs of Lincoln. Uh, and and then I, I, I want to be clear, though, I'm not coming in to change things. I'm coming in to learn uh, from people and and uh, build relationships and, and just really look forward to being a part of the team. Lincoln is special. Hmm. Uh, it's an urban district, but it's high-performing urban yeah. district. And Lincoln supports their school district like no other urban center that I know of. Uh, I was... I think I even mentioned to you the other day when we when we met for the first time that you know they were Lincoln even celebrates their former teachers with a fountain in the sunken gardens <laughs> yep. and and you know it's just so neat to see this community continually support public education. I'm not against homeschool. I'm not against private schools, but the public education system must be sound for the town to be successful. Right. And and uh, they have that here. Well, as you look back past your career that you just talked about, what's yeah. something you're most proud of? Oh, I suppose my my most recent district. I wouldn't take credit for anything. You know, our district's gotten some awards, and I've received some awards. But but you know, it's not fair that that we receive the awards when when others have done the work. But uh, our graduation rate when we moved to Sioux City was seventy two percent. Today it's ninety one percent. The nice. only acceptable graduation rate is a hundred percent. But uh, I'm really proud of the work the team did to build career programs in a tri state fashion. We have we serve kids in Sioux City, Iowa, from South Sioux City, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. 
North Sioux City, South Dakota, uh, and we do so in our career programs at the high schools. Uh, and as we do that work, we had over 4,000 students earn over 16,000 college credits last year. And as these students see the relevance of the career programming that we're doing, uh, our graduation rate has just really gone up to that, you know, above 90%. And, and attendance has gone up. Discipline challenges have gone down. Uh, and I think that's because finally we understood that we have to change to meet the needs of students. They don't need to change to meet us. Uh, we have to work together on that. Uh, but our, our uh, students are really engaged in what they're doing. Well, let's take that then to the next level, um, looking at your leadership style. I know relationships are extremely important oh, to you are, and building yes. those bridges. Mm-hmm. How would you describe your leadership style as you get ready to come into Lincoln and really start working with um, our your community? Yeah, I, you know, I'm a student's first leader. Uh, I think we have to understand that, that in one lens, students are our customers and their families. They're our customers. In other lenses, our staff are our customers because, you know, certainly we have to right. serve them as well. Uh, uh, and uh, yet, um, as a as a leader, I am very relational. I, I like all superintendents. I talk a lot. In case you didn't notice already, uh, but I, I I love the work that I do. I you know there are people that say you know how can you be a school superintendent in these times? You know the politicization of, yep. of schools, polarized America, pandemic. I am so honored to do the work that I do, and I just absolutely love it. I don't regret even even some of those days where you make a decision that eh, many are grumpy with on a snow day right. or something like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm I'm I, I understand it's just part of the work, and I owe it to the community to do the best I can. Well, I'm excited, man, to hear your background, to hear how plugged in you already are to mm-hmm. to Nebraska and our culture. It's because it's just, it just seems like a great fit. So again, congratulations! You're going to stick around for the second half of the show. I look forward to it, and we're going to talk more about specific issues but sure. again thank you so much for just opening up more just about your personal life i think sure. that's extremely important for people to understand so dr gosman's going to stick around and when we return we're going to dig into the issues that parents and our listeners really have questions about we'll discuss his stance on school safety his thoughts on retaining and growing our teacher base and much more it's 524 and we're going to take our first break here you're listening to drive time lincoln on 1499.3 klin you're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. It's 528, 77 and sunny outside. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander for the rest of the week. I was correct and I appreciate people calling in. I was talking about the election, the special elections coming up. Mike Flood is yes, on the ballot, not yep. Don Bacon. I said Don Bacon, and why I had that brain freeze happen there, I don't know why. But uh, get out there and vote. That's the whole key. And, and uh, again, we appreciate you calling in and correcting that. Weather for the week is going to be great. Uh, you know, Finishing up the rest of this week, 81 tomorrow, 79. A little bit of rain on Friday, but then it's like going to heat back up. 87 on Saturday, 93 on Sunday, and then around 97 on Monday. So that's going to be real good. All right, John, you need to talk about the keys of the city. Uh, I've been briefed on this. It'll be my first time to actually do this. Uh, but we've got a great uh, Promotion going on. It's being brought to you by Lincoln Mattress and Furniture. Today's business is Alumni Hall. Our keyword is university. So what you need to do is go to KLIN.com, register, put in keyword university, and you're going to be registered for a $50 gift card from Alumni Hall. Now, Alumni Hall is a Cornhusker experience. Like if you want to, well, you know, uh, Dr. Gossman, you yes. might need to go there to get some Husker, more Husker gear. So uh, Alumni Hall is a business. Absolutely, business. Okay, I'm learning. Yep. I'm thinking of the WIC Alumni Center over uh, on, on the campus. Yep. yep. No, Alumni Hall is Cornhusker Shopping's experience for Nebraska clothing from Adidas Champion, game day fashion. I'm going. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, they've also got like the decor for your home and everything, so they can deck you out there. Fantastic. They got two locations downtown near 11th and P Street, or at Alamo Plaza at 52nd, or excuse me, 56th and Highway 2. And if you stop in there, then you can register for the big Grand Annie Prize, which is gift cards from every business that we have for uh, Lincoln's Keys to the City program at KLAN. So again, go there to KLAN.com to get registered and for more information as you need. So again, we've been having a great conversation with Dr. Paul Gosman, the brand new superintendent for Lincoln Public School Systems. Second half of the show, we're going to talk about issues, specifically issues that are important to our parents and also to our listeners here in Lincoln. Well, up next, we'll be checking in with Fox News and then KLN News with Carla James. You are listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499 3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We want to thank you for joining us on your drive home today. It's 537 and 77 degrees outside in Lincoln. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the Commander. Jack's going to be back again on Monday, so I'll be here tomorrow and Friday. We've got some great shows lined up. We'd love to have you tune in for them. While we've been having a great conversation on drive time uh, with Dr. Paul Gossman, uh, who is the Lincoln Public Schools' next superintendent. He's taken over for Dr. Steve Joel, who's retiring after 12 years uh, working for LPS. So, Dr. Gossman, the first part of the show, we got to know you personally. Um, you know more about you and your your history and and really your ties to Nebraska, which I think are going to be really um, beneficial as you take over the leadership of LPS. Uh, in the second half here, I want to talk into uh, you know really about some topics that are uh, on the forefront of a lot of people's minds, sure. especially uh, you know uh, parents and our listeners as well. Um, first of all, you know you're you're taking over July first, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So what are some of the top um, you know areas that you're going to be working on right out of the shoot? Well, you know I've I've been a superintendent for 18 years. Uh, I've got some expertise in that area. I've been educated for that, and I've, I've worked in a, in a similar demographic district. Uh, but uh, I'm not coming in here with all the answers, and I don't come in with my vision. I need to come in, and we need to work together and craft our vision for this place and, mm-hmm. and for the future. And it's it's perfect timing to do that in the sense that they they've just uh, uh, completed their strategic plan, and it's time to start the next one. Uh, and some of my introductory work will help us uh, because I'm just going to meet with anybody who'll sit down and talk with me, and in groups and individuals and and whatever. I'm I'm I'd, I'd like to think that I'm pretty laid back and approachable and and accessible, and I want to be that way as the Lincoln superintendent. And so uh, I've got a series of, I've got a whole process set up uh, where I'm going to uh, just ask a series of questions. I mean, they're a little more deep than this, but really, you know, you know, how are, how are things going? You know, right. what's going well? What would you do if you were going to, you know, remove a program or change a program or whatever? And what would you do to keep moving certain things forward? Uh, and what do you celebrate about this place? And so, you know, th- those kinds of questions. And so um, I'll, 
When I'm done with that process, I'll share with the board and the community what I've learned. Uh, and hopefully that will help us as we start working together with the board to craft the next strategic plan. The school board here is really incredible. Uh, I'm, I have no doubt at all that we're going to be a, a strong team of, of eight, if you will, the seven board members and the superintendent, but in our service to the students in the community. So when you work on a strategic plan, like how far in the future are you looking? Well, probably five years. I mean, three to five years. You don't want to do just a one-year plan, especially for a district this size. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to have to move the needle on a lot of things. And they just unveiled a uh, an equity plan that I think is wonderful, and I'm really proud of their work for that. I had nothing to do with it, but I'm I'm proud to be a part of a team that's going to move that forward. And really take a look at people from different backgrounds, uh, from different countries, people from different uh, backgrounds that might not be uh, ethnic or race, but might be, you know, uh, socioeconomic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've just got work to do. And so uh, that part of the of the work has been uh, established for now. But we need to create the entirety of the strategic plan for the whole district with recognition of that work. How long do you perceive that uh, taking Oh, you know, my first 90 to 100 days will be that my process of kind of coming in, building relationships, learning from others. Uh, I'll then share with the board and community what I've learned. And then I I would imagine it'll take us a few months Mm -hmm. uh, working together to to come up with the, you know, priority areas and common themes under each priority area that we need to work on uh, for the next few years to continue the great work in this district. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears just a little bit. Sure. Um, Unfortunately, we've seen an increase in school shootings. and safety, obviously, and I know parents and citizens are deeply concerned about the safety of our kids here in Lincoln. Um, What has been your stance on overall school safety, and how have you led in this area? Yeah, so in in the district where I work now, uh, we've done extraordinary work to, uh, to, to create a formula of uh, actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't do just one thing. Uh, you, you've you've got to take a look at this from every angle that you can. And Lincoln has done uh, a lot of this and even exceeded some of the work that we've done in certain area. Uh, but I know, you know, Lincoln Public Schools has just wonderful relationships with the police department, uh, with uh, first responders, uh, with, um, you know, all kinds of things that, that would would need to be there for us to, to be preventative. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously... Uh, we've got to be prepared to react, uh, but we're better poised uh, to to be proactive first and prevent anything from from occurring. And so, uh, the processes that Lincoln has to take uh, tips, um, you know, if if people see something, they've got to say something, uh, and and get tips and information so that, that we can investigate what's going on and 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 hopefully prevent any negative incidents from occurring uh but we do know that they they you know 42,000 kids a little over that yeah. uh, you know certain things are going to happen from time to time uh and we've got to be prepared to react and so in my current district we've done extensive training uh we don't just train the staff unfortunately we train the students as well mm-hmm. i know that you know i don't like thinking of a of a, a time you know setting time aside to do that but you have to do that today that that you you think ahead of of how you're going to handle certain situations they have a standard uh, response protocol here in the district that is really sound uh and it it's it's uh, the right amount of of reaction uh, based on scenarios that we know of uh it also has the right amount of flexibility because there's it doesn't matter what uh, crisis arrives it will have its own unique components to it and so we've got to have the flexibility and we have got to trust our staff members and understand that they have got to be decision makers in times like this yeah. uh so that we can do everything possible uh to keep students safe you know we used to 
Uh, when I was in school, you and I are about the same age. Yep. You know, we used to practice uh, fire drills, and there has been a fire in a school for you know many, 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 many years. And and uh, and you know, we used to even practice for nuclear events. Yes, and, we know, did sorts of things. Yep. Uh, today, we do different types of practice, uh, and it's just we have to be responsive to the to the world in which we live. Um, I do want to say that I have been amazed at the security staff in Lincoln. Um, not not just the Lincoln Public. Uh, Lincoln Police Department mm-hmm. uh, and and the you know sheriff's office and you know I mean all of those agencies but the the team who is the security team um, led by a former police captain uh, here in in Lincoln Public Schools is really good uh, and uh, they're going to be a, a great part of of all of that preparation prevention and and should it come to that uh, reaction uh, should that occur. It's unfortunate that we have to talk about that and deal yeah. with it, but it's life. And yeah. like you said, we have to deal with threats immediately. Like yeah. We have to take every threat serious right. now. I mean, there's no... My brother's a school teacher, and uh, in his school, they are, I think this next year, they're adding metal detectors uh-huh. uh, to be preventative. But again, it's it's taking those precautions. Well, yeah, and Lincoln's you know, done a lot with uh, facilities themselves, you know, the secured entrances and the cameras and, you know, those sorts of things. Uh, when I mentioned training, uh, you know, of course, we've got to train the staff um, have them ready to go. We do talk about it with the students, but I want to be clear that that the best people to work with the students are our own staff members. Mm-hmm. And that's just in case I wasn't clear. That's that's who has to do that training. Yep. You know, they they've got to speak in student friendly and age appropriate language, and you know that sort of thing as they as they talk through together how they'll uh, sit in a situation. But but that's not something that you know is is part of the you know uh, the work that that uh, is done with with bringing an outside agency in or anything like that i right. just wanted to be clear so uh, i just wanted one more question regarding that because you yeah. just brought up my you know my kids have been out of, out of school for several years now sure and so what kind of drills do they practice like what does oh, it look sure. like since um, i you know yeah. I, and I think many people probably haven't been in a school system or uh or their kids have been in those situations to know what actually happens right. for training. And I'm not as uh, experienced in Nebraska, right, obviously, right. having come from Iowa, but what I can talk to you about is is in Iowa, we, we must do these crisis drills. We we still do fire drills as part of the law. We still do tornado drills, part of the law. Uh, but now part of the law uh, is really? an active uh, you know, incident right. uh, training, and uh, we do that there. Now, I, I don't know enough about Nebraska yet. Uh, in this particular question, you've stumped me. I didn't think you were going to stump me all day <laughs> uh, in terms of what the law requires, uh, but whether it's required by law or not, we're going to do right. uh, the, the 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 preparation and and the practice necessary, uh, so that we can work our way through that. And uh, I'm, I just think from the from the training, from the communication systems, from the uh, safety security staff, from the from the facilities work that's been done. Uh, I think Lincoln uh, Public Schools is is well poised uh, in in this environment today. But like you, um, I dread that we have to even discuss right. this. Uh, we're you know our core mission is student achievement. And we've got to do everything that we can uh, to keep everything else at bay so that we can move that core mission forward. Well, thanks for digging into that. I appreciate that. That's important. Um, It's 546. We're talking with a new superintendent of Lincoln Public Schools, Dr. Paul Gossman, uh, on Drive Time Lincoln on 1400 and 99.3 KLIN. Let's uh, let's go to the pandemic. It impacted so many people, including teachers. I know that we're seeing cities around the state that are really being impacted by teachers so stressed out by their role and what they've had to do Mm -hmm. that 
that they've chose to either quit or retire early. Right. Um, but you were sharing with me that uh, at LPS, we're actually pretty in a pretty good situation. Where have you been in regards to teacher retention? And then where, what are your thoughts regarding as you move forward? Right. And I knew you were going to ask me this one. And I was thankful for that because it allowed me to, to look at some data from the past three years or so. And when you look at the total number, you know, one of the things you would look at is, is staff members who are retiring. One of the things you'd look at are staff members who are resigning. Um, they're not a retirement age, but they're, they're going to go do some other sort of work. Uh, and then we also want to take a look at those who are on a leave of absence because at times, um, you know, people may take a leave of absence to go to college and get a master's degree or something, but they might take a leave of absence for their own mental health or, or something like that. And when you look at those numbers from the last three school years, including this one, it's up just slightly, um, in total number when I'm, when I'm looking at those three metrics that mm-hmm. I just mentioned, uh, but not significantly here in Lincoln. And, and I want to add to what you suggested, which is that the pandemic has created struggle for staff, and there's no question that it has. Um, the politicization of education has also created, which I know right. is somewhat pandemic as well, because in the pandemic we had, uh, somehow we, we made political uh, a mask, or we made political a decision on attendance or delivery or whatever. And so I'm not taking a position on all of that right now. I'm just saying that, that it really has pushed staff members into a very difficult position uh, because, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like a school superintendent making a snow day call. Half of the people think it was the right one and half of the people think it was the wrong one. And and uh, it really has, has come well beyond that into the classroom in some cases. And I think that's that's a challenge. And I know other districts are struggling with a greater percentage than Lincoln, but I think it's it's a credit to Lincoln. Uh, I, I know from, from, uh, growing up in this area and being a young teacher here, uh, you know, not only here in Lincoln, but, but around the area that Lincoln has always been kind of a destination district mm-hmm. for many staff members. And I think the lower number that are, that you see maybe moving out, uh, then by percentage than you would see in some other district is, is a credit to that. Uh, but that's not to say that we don't have work to do. Uh, we've got to take care of our staff members and we've got to provide for them, uh, and support them so that they can serve the kids uh, as as is needed well speaking of destination you know location our numbers are growing yeah uh, student population is growing I think there's a little over 42,000 students that you serve yeah I think they tick back just a little in the pandemic and it's kind of flattened from there but I, I suspect it will begin growth again you know that we just have to see what happens right well you come into a district now where we've got a lot of um, building going on yeah. growth and development yeah. you've got a new high school that'll be opening up this fall yep. also a new elementary school uh, what's it like Stepping into that, where that's that's fun, right? This, that's exciting. This is to talk exciting, about. and and it's something that I haven't experienced uh, as much in my current district. In the 14 years I was in Sioux City, our district grew by about a thousand kids. Uh, in the last 10 years in Lincoln. There have been years they've grown by a thousand kids, uh, and and not a decade, you know, a, right. a year. Uh, and as I've looked at the numbers, somewhere between 500 and 1,000, uh, you know, every year, uh, which if you, if you think about that, you know, 500 kids is about the size of an elementary school. Right. And, and so, um, you know, there are three schools under construction right now. The most recent ones that were built, uh, you think of like more middle school. Um, you know, I, I, I've joked, it's, it's been funny to hear people call, um, cause I know like, like Johnny talked about having attended it, but, but, uh, they, they think of North Star as a new school or, or Southwest right. as a new school well 
hey, team, it's time for a 20-year celebration <laughs> there because they've been there for a while. Uh, Northwest is, is opening in August. Uh, Ada Robinson Elementary, uh, which is over on the uh, uh, north north of O, but but uh, on the east side of town, is also opening in August. Standing Bear High School yeah. under construction right now will open in August of twenty three, uh, and uh, there's some um, you know we'll we'll just keep watching, watch where the growth occurs, and uh, serve the community as best we can. This community invests in its schools, oh, yeah. and I know that, uh, and just even through taxation, they invest yep. in the schools. Yep. My job is to return that investment to the taxpayers in every way that we can. Well, that's exciting. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Uh, you know, we've got a, just a couple of minutes here to go um, that you want to share with them about either about you or about what your desires are or your goals are for yeah, I, uh, your I, new I, position. I would just say how honored I am to be. I'm so excited. Uh, you know, of course, I want to finish well in Sioux City, and I will do that. Uh, but I am so excited to become a part of the team here. Uh, when I drive into town, uh, you know, I, I come in now at, uh, a lot of times by taking the way Waverly exit just due to where my, my home is. But, but you know, in the days where I drive in on 9th Street, uh, come in and, and, you know, you see the university and some of those things that I always looked up to as a kid, uh, I just feel like it's, it's just like a dream come true. Um, but I understand that, that I have a job to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this community uh, is, like I said, investing in me, um, not only through salary and, and, you know, those sorts of things, but uh, they've really taken a chance by bringing in a new superintendent. And uh, I don't take that lightly. I've got a lot of work to do, and I, I pledge to this community uh, that I'm going to do the work necessary to learn as much as I can, as quickly as I can, and that we will work together to craft the vision for the future of the Lincoln Public Schools. That's awesome. So um, as you leave here today, then what are going to be your next steps as you lead up to July 1st? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll spend a fair number of days still in Sioux City working there, completing my contract there. Uh, like I said, Steve Joel, uh, Dr. Joel has been so good at helping me with this transition, and not all superintendents do that. He is just, that's really incredible. Uh, and so I'll have a few days. Uh, you know, tomorrow I'm visiting a number of sites and programs. I, w- I will be here tomorrow. But, uh, um, you know, that kind of work. And then uh, just looking forward to Friday, July 1st. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, that kind of first day on the job. And you also have a great staff, right? Oh, my Working gosh. With? They are incredible. They, they worked, I, uh, Laura did a great job communicating with me oh. and as with setting this all up. I appreciate that. I, th- I think I'm really fortunate in that none of the uh Associate superintendents decided to apply for the superintendency because they probably would have gotten the job. They were they are so well prepared and so good at what they do. I need to learn from them and I look forward to doing it. Well, we want to thank you for coming in. Hopefully this is a beginning of a long and, and just a great relationship. I hope so, too. You're and welcome I, to come back anytime. I appreciate the opportunity very much. Absolutely. So Dr. Paul Gosman, he's the brand-new superintendent of Lincoln Public Schools here in Lincoln, and he's going to take over on July 1st, and we just appreciate you being here, and I'm glad that uh, you'll be in town. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take our uh, final break here. It is 554, uh, 77, and partly sunny outside. Uh, take this final break, and we'll wrap things up in just a minute you're listening to drive time lincoln on 1499.3 klin you're getting the 411 from dtl with commander jack riggins on 1499.3 klin 
At 556, it's currently 77 degrees outside on Drive Time Lincoln. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander. He's going to be back in on Monday. He's taking a well-deserved vacation, doing a little bit of golfing. Um, right now, uh, like I said, 77 degrees outside, but tomorrow's going to be 81. We're going to see some more rain on Friday, kicking off the weekend, 79 degrees. And then this weekend, it's going to be sunny, nice, 87 and 93. So uh, get out there and enjoy that. Johnny, now we were uh, we just had a great conversation with Dr. Paul Gosman, the brand new superintendent of Lincoln Public Schools. Absolutely. One of the things we talked about, though, during our break was how long we've each been at a high school because, you know, it made it, you know, when we look at Southwest High School and North Star, we th- I do too. I assume that they've been around um, not very long, but the reality is they've been around a long time. When did you graduate, John? So I was in the first class of North Star to go through all four years there. I graduated in 2007, so we're looking wow. at 15 years now since I've been out of high school. Well, there you go. I graduated in 87, almost 35 years. 20 years before you, Johnny. Yeah, two years before I was born. <laughs> before you were born. Don't even bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> high school you know, reunions and all that um, actually have been happening and actually kicking off. I know. I think it is our 35th uh anniversary or uh, reunion this year so that's crazy to think about oh man i know all right so well let's talk uh, one more time about the keys of the city um this week's business uh today's business alumni hall keyword university all you have to do is go to klan.com to register put in that keyword university and you can have your name in the hat for a 50 dollar gift certificate from alumni hall um they have all your nebraska cornhusker apparel uh, needs right there uh also gifts and decor as well you can find them at 11th and p street or at the Alamo Plaza at 56 and Highway 2. And if you go into their store, you can actually then register for the Granddaddy Prize, which is gift certificates and gift cards from all of the businesses that have been uh, on our Keys to the City um, promotion. Again, we want to thank Lincoln Mattress and Furniture for that. Well, uh, coming up to, uh, this Saturday on One Shot, One Life, we've got a great lineup. We've got author, speaker, and businesswoman Tracy Morrow. She's the relationships expert for uh, the Maxwell Enterprises Group. That's founded by uh, leadership great John Maxwell. She also leads that podcast with him as well. She's got a new book coming out called Real Life Marriage, and she's going to be on the show talking about her top tips for having a successful marriage uh, that you love coming home to. That's One Shot, One Life every Saturday morning at 11 on KLIN. Well, if you want to check out a recording of today's show, all you have to do is go to our website, KLIN.com. And a big thanks again to our today's guest, Dr. Paul Gossman, the new superintendent of LPS, and also thanks uh, to my producer, Johnny Cadillac, always great. Great working with you, Johnny. Appreciate that. Well, Sports Nightly is up next, and you've been listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLI.